we are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come oh. to this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The host keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing yes. I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. Everything we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods and try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that you want. And after the 30-day trial expires, you only pay $14.99 a month, and you can get more content from Audible. If you decide to cancel any time, even after the trial, you get to keep anything you've downloaded. So why not give it a chance? That's audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods. When you use that link, you help us out here at the network. So thank you. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. $3 a month gets you into your exclusive club where you can access episodes early, check out bonus content, and all kinds of great goodies, like access to our Discord or joining us whenever we go live on Twitch. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. A huge shout out to all of our Patreon members. You make all of this happen. Welcome to the first episode of Hersing Around, the podcast where we speak of the recently deceased. I'm Isabel Turan. Along for the ride to the funeral service are my co-host, Chris Ramey. Hello. And Carl Putnam. Hello. Here's a quick rundown on the celebrities that we lost recently. Uh, recently, we lost Terry Funk at the age of 79. He was an American Hall of Fame professional wrestler. Uh, wrestled in the NWA and the WWE, and he also acted in Roadhouse. We also recently lost Dan Green uh, at the age of 70. He was an American comic book artist who worked on such titles as Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Doctor Strange. We also have James Burke, 97, uh, and he was an American space engineer. And lastly, we lost David Jacobs at the age of 84. He was an American uh, television writer, wrote uh, Dallas, Knott's Landing, and Paradise. On today's episode, we pour one out for Ron Cephas Jones, who passed away on August 19th, 2023, at the age of 66. Ron Cephas Jones, best known for his role as William Hill in the drama series This Is Us, born January 8th, 1957 in New Jersey, and began his career in the theater, playing in the play Holiday Heart in 1995. And his first movie was Naked Axe in 1996. Did I hear outstanding guest actor in a, in a drama series? Okay, we'll go with that one. Here are the nominees. Ron Cephas Jones as William. This is us, a father's advice. I like to come here. Reminds me of home. 
Reminds me of me. The Emmy goes to Ron Cephas Jones from This Is Us. Thank you, thank you very much. I know I don't have a, a lot of time, so I want to thank my daughter, Jasmine, I love you. Thank you, Sal, for getting me here, brother, I love you. I want to thank NBC, Jennifer Soki, the staff there, John Requag, Glenn Ficaro, Ken Olin, uh, the This Is Us family, Milo, Mandy, Chrissy, Chris, Justin, Faith, Eris, John, Susan, and Sterling, like you told me, all you got to do is show up, man. Thank you. And uh, to the top cat, Dan Fogelman, for giving me the opportunity and being in the room where it happens. My agent, Diane Bush, who is here tonight, and my manager, Dan Spilo, Labyrinth Theater Company, all my family there, Philip Seymour Hoffman, my family at home, and God bless my mother. I know you're looking down on me. Thank you all so very much. So, Ron Cephas Jones, um, he was in a lot of kind of smaller parts in um, a lot of movies. However, it doesn't seem like he was, a, that never meant he was really insignificant, as we have all seemed to have learned. Right, yeah, he was in 21 total films and uh, 23 TV series. Yeah. Uh, most of them were bit parts. The, the He did have a couple of reoccurring roles as the, uh, of course, This Is Us was his... Uh, most famous one and then truth be told is another uh reoccurring episode uh, series yeah and then he was also in a lot of of theater productions um i have a list of 16 total but if i know theater people there i'm sure that there were absolutely plenty more um that were left uncredited that that he was in and uh, he also made his way into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, playing the role of Bobby Fish on the uh, Netflix. Or can, are you allowed to say that anymore? The the Netflix <laughs> Marvel series, uh, Luke Cage. That's on Disney now, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've scrubbed oh, wow. everything with Netflix, I think, away from those three uh, MCU <laughs> series. It was right. originally on Netflix. Right, originally yeah. Netflix, now Disney Plus. I think they edited them too, actually. I think I heard, but oh. that's another story. Yeah. Wow. I, I thought uh, I heard that. I just learned that. So thanks for yeah. letting me know. I didn't know that. I could be wrong. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, it's Disney. They got to make it, you know, family friendly, but it is still rated MA. I was going to say, how do you make Daredevil uh, family friendly? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> That's why they make market MA and have the, the pin codes, right? So the kids right. can't log into your account and watch them. Yeah. Well, I guess then again, HBO is selling their properties to broadcast TV. So I don't, uh, that's got to be even weirder. So uh, where do we want to start with uh, Ron Cephas Jones? That's a good question. Well, what do we, what is our, what, uh, uh, what do we have as a first uh, movie that we remember him from or show? I remember, of course, the Luke Cage. I think that's the first time that I can remember being introduced to him. And um, yeah, it's been a while, so I had to, you know, scrub the uh, the memory banks there and take try to remember him. But yeah, it's that's the first one I can remember him being in offhand. I got you. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, and then mine was the holiday calendar in twenty eighteen. Um, where he plays Gramps, that was that was really the first role that. Um, so when I saw that he passed, I I did kind of recognize it once I went into his filmography that that was him. Um, I really, yeah, I liked I liked that movie and especially his role. Um, 
he was a really good grandpa and made me miss my own grandpa so that was that was nice it's funny how he he played gramps because he does he he was only 66 when he died um but he just seemed like such an older character right yeah seemed like he was definitely yeah yeah. Uh, he definitely had experience you know yeah i think once the 2000s hit he it, it seemed like maybe his roles were more of that that wise man kind of role like we were talking about well, see we have dolomite is my name in yep. 2019 where he plays rico the hobo <laughs> <laughs> a small but very meaningful role actually he had, had a very significant um part in dolomite uh the becoming who he is actually yeah it wasn't dolomite i can't remember the character's name now but the, yeah it's uh it's rudy ray moore that's uh, right, played yeah. by eddie murphy so yeah he works in the in a record store um at the you know it's at the very beginning of the movie and um rico who is played by jones um is a hobo or as he said whoa i ain't no hobo i'm a repository <laughs> of afro-american folklore which i just thought was a great a great, great, yeah. a great quote <laughs> like Perfect. you dare put that evil on me ricky bobby <laughs> um you know and he kind of comes in sprouting all the dolomite jokes and you know ideally it would be considered a small role because he's only in you know that first part of it but i mean that's the person who kind of makes uh rudy ray more you know gets inspired to start a routine based on on dolomite's persona right if it wasn't for him it never would have happened yeah so it was that's that's a significant role even though some would consider it short or small because it was you know not many many scenes but it was still impactful and and significant right and uh carl you didn't mention which one was your first well it's interesting because after we were kind of talking after going back after he passed away and looking at his imdb uh, credits i realized i had seen him in things i didn't realize he was in uh earlier than like uh I, i'm similar to what chris talked about like where i remember him is that 2016 year when this is us and luke cage both dropped that same year their first mm-hmm. seasons um and so all of a sudden i felt like i saw him everywhere um and uh and was like you know i don't remember seeing this guy really before and then i look back i'm like you know he had bit parts like and he got game which is probably would have been the first movie i ever would have seen him in but he played a prison guard and you know what i mean uh because denzel washington's character in that movie is in prison um and so you know of course you're not going to remember who played prison guard x or whatever um and there were some other movies like paid in full and some other ones that uh, that I feel like, hey, you know, I saw the movie, but I didn't remember him at all. However, once he hits that point where he's getting roles that are meatier, even though he's not a main character at all, um, is when I seem to remember him. And I just they he just happened to be on those two shows that that I watched all of the episodes of um, because I was a fan of both shows. Um, so. And I mean, he he's on the pilot of This Is Us, which I think is one of the better pilots in the last decade or two um, in terms of it's really well done. It sets the scene well for a series. Lots of times I find like find that pilots are kind of like first episodes of podcasts. You're kind of like feeling your way around. Certain things don't like flow really well, that type of stuff. But that's one of the rare pilots where I feel like they were nailing it from day one 
and I, and I feel like he's part of the reason for that. He brings kind of like this, and and like you were talking about before, like he seems to fit the kind of older, wise character kind of um, really well. His his acting style, he's very kind of understated. He he doesn't need to talk loud to make a point, that type of thing. Um, and then uh, I had forgotten that he was in the holiday calendar movie that Isabel mentioned that I had seen and that actually I watched again before we did this podcast. And uh, I, I really think he, his quote in there, age equals wisdom. I think that's how he's used in a lot of these roles is he's supposed to be the wise person teaching the other characters or helping them along kind of thing. And, and imparting wisdom here and there. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that was really um, uh, relevant in the Broadway production of Clyde's. Um, it was It's available on YouTube. I don't know if I can let you guys know that, but if you have the chance to watch it and you don't mind theater, I know some people aren't um, big on theater, but uh, it was it was really good, and I, I was just really happy. It kind of makes me really want to get go back out and and see a theater production again. Um, but basically, it is a restaurant full of um, former prisoners, and they're just trying to readjust. And nobody will hire them except for Clyde. But um, like I said earlier, for lack of a better word, Clyde is it is a bitch, and she is incredibly hard on them. She's just stone hard of stone, but still somehow you know she hires convicts to to work in in the sandwich shop um and i mean she just sees it as just a plain old sandwich shop but montrellis who um is played by ron is he's just he's a sandwich shaman i mean he spouts all this wisdom and you learn so much and you're just like wow that was so insightful but the man is talking about making a sandwich you know, <laughs> about the layers and complexities of things, but it, it all still relates to life in general and, and how him learning about food and everything kind of gave him a new hope for life out, outside of, of prison and um, becoming a better person. And it's just like, this is all from a sandwich? This is What kind of sandwiches are you making, sir? I'm going to need one of those sandwiches. <laughs> Um, so, so definitely don't watch it if if you want a sandwich because it's just gonna make you really <laughs> really want a sandwich. That's pretty much all they talk about throughout the whole thing because they're the whole entire theater production is based in the kitchen. Um, so is we'll he the main great. character in that uh, play? Um, or is there no, a main character? No, I guess or? technically it would be Clyde, but um, there is only five people total in the whole play that you see, and he is he is one of the people. He's kind of like. Again, he's the wise man who's teaching them all how to make the sandwiches for the shop, but he's also um, kind of just being a catalyst to, to learn how to cope with coming back into regular society and, you know, people looking at you because you're different or don't want to even bother with trying to hire you because you have a prison record um, and you have to do all these things and you learned how each of them got to this point Um and it, it's, I know it's very serious, but, and they do have these really, really serious moments, but there's also so much great humor and it's just silly and, you know, uh, kind of rambunctious humor that's in between it. So I was, I was cracking up a lot. I have to watch myself because it was being all loud and it was already nighttime and I'm like, oh, <laughs> calm, calm down. But it was just genuinely so funny um, as well. So it was, it was a really great 
uh, theater production. I really enjoyed it. And he was also um, nominated for a Tony on that one. And that was in 2021. Um, and so actually this was his return to theater because in 2020, mm-hmm. he had a, uh, from what I read, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he had a double lung replacement yep. due to a longstanding uh, pulmonary issue that he had, which I think is what um, ultimately took him as well. Right. Yeah. My this um I've never watched uh this is us before, and I, I watched it recently before the this uh, podcast, and um that it, his character is yeah again he has this um aura about him right his essence where he's you know you you see him and he has he just looks like he's wise looks like you can respect what he says you know you listen you know you need to listen to what he has to say. And um, I just, it, it, I thought it was interesting in This Is Us because his character in This Is Us is a, um, uh, a recovering drug addict. And in real life, apparently, he was, uh, he had a heroin problem. Right. Um, so there's a lot of uh, parallels in the show, which I wonder if that maybe uh, had to do with how he um was able to play the character so well uh, i mean obviously he's also a good actor but i wonder if he can draw off personal experience a little bit maybe for some of that oh yeah definitely yeah. you start bringing that those real life struggles into your roles right well and similarly i i thought that you know because he's playing somebody who's dying in this is us right right um, and uh i think also he you know as somebody clearly had had health problems and issues for a while i think he played that well he didn't do the like i see a lot of people that like they have somebody who has some type of issue or they're sick and they way overplay it you know what i mean and and he he seemed to be able to play the character in a subtle dignified kind of way um as somebody who's you know going to know he knows he's going to die um he knows it's coming um, but is able to um, kind of go through the different kind of, not necessarily stages of grief, but just these different things that wind up leading to his dying. And then, you know, his character kind of stays on the show because the show is not a chronological show. They go back and forth. <laughs> I mean, right. you have multiple actors playing the same character, depending on the age, like you got all that, including him. He, there's a actor who plays the younger version of him. I did uh, not realize, by the way, it wasn't chronological because I, I I followed your <laughs> list of recommendations and then he dies. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's like, I have like so many more episodes to watch. How is this going to work? Is he going to be like a ghost giving like, you know, wisdom from the beyond to his son? Or how is this going to work? But I think they did it really well. I I, I want to start watching This Is Us now because it, it, it sucked me in. <laughs> Yeah, and and the other the, the interesting part is is that they really they 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 use the the back and forth for the most part. I mean, sometimes Dan Fogelman, who's the guy who created it, can get a little cheesy, a little schmaltzy. But a lot of the time, I feel like they do a good job of showing you the important moments, the important times, and weaving them together well. Because um, they also do the future at a couple points too. Right, um, right, and then obviously, you know, and then they bring William in as kind of, sort of the ghosty kind of character, kind <laughs> of at the end, 
to uh to to bring rebecca to her kind of passing and that type of stuff um and it's interesting that they choose him because of the relationship that those two had because um uh as as you as you find out later in the series that uh spoiler alert that uh like my ears yeah yeah that uh that she knew about him and of him um all those years where um randall assumed that nobody knew who his parents were and that type of stuff so um but you know uh and and william uh, i mentioned this before we started the podcast william's my probably my favorite character on that series uh, right along with beth randall's wife because the three main characters are just so self-centered um for much of the time uh that uh you really don't like them all that or at least i didn't like them all that much. And matter of fact, the actors do an outstanding job. The kid actors, especially, do an outstanding job of playing the th- the three Pearson kids. But um, I I feel like the the the, the I I typically am drawn to the more like grounded characters, for lack of a better term. Um, and uh, I just I enjoyed how he played William. Um, that you know, and his ability to acknowledge his mistakes as well as try and impart some lessons in the very short time he's kind of with the Pearsons before he, he dies. Um, and, uh, like, uh, uh, Chris, did you see the scene where they're driving and like Randall wants to do this whole planned out thing and he throws the maps out of the window? Yeah, did right, you see right. that scene? Yeah. Uh, um, that was good. <laughs> yeah. So it's like these, cause Randall's very uptight and his, his, you know, biological fathers trying to impart some lessons to him before he, <laughs> he, he dies. Right. Um, kind of, you know, stop and smell the roses. Don't be so worried about the, the not important stuff, the process kind of stuff. And right. uh, whereas where I feel like in Luke Cage, he's more like trying to guide Luke Luke to make certain decisions or not to do something stupid, which I mean, it's a lot of not doing something stupid. Right. Is going to. Uh, yeah. It's like a lot of mentoring kind of in that role. Yeah. Yes. That right. I, I feel like that the idea is that once pop dies in also spoiler alert, Luke Cage, that uh, he, I should have said that before. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, it has been how many it years. It has been right? out you know? for, yeah. <laughs> There's a point where you just kind of have to like forget the spoilers because yeah, 2016. So, I mean, oh. if you haven't seen it in seven years, I mean, that's on you, right? <laughs> yeah, that but... is on me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first the first season of that show is so good. The second yeah. season's kind of eh, but the first season is really good. Um, but uh, but I'm I'm also a sucker for like good soundtracks mixed in with mm. action and that type of stuff. And that. Oh yeah, definitely. Really right. Job right. of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a similar role, but it's not the same. It's a very, uh, like Bobby's a much more with it, you know, cause William's kind of at the end of his life kind of situation where Bobby's mm-hmm. a little more with it. He's a chess master. Um, and he just, he just kind of, he cracks jokes, that type of thing. Because I think that's the first time, I want to say the first time we see him in that series is he's cracking jokes in Pop's Barbershop. I might yeah. be wrong about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I had to do some research trying to remember 
his character because it has been you know what seven we're not seven years it, yeah. it stopped uh when was it uh luke cage uh, 2018 so it's been five years since i've seen the show um but yeah looking back on like one of the marvel wikis kind of thing yeah that, that was like his first his first his introduction correct you know again in that in that series like we said he's he's playing kind of a mentor um but i feel like it's a different kind of a, a role more i don't know energetic role is the best way i could describe it and he's much more forceful in his delivery Whereas William is a very kind of relaxed, you know, um, uh, at peace kind of delivery. He's a little more, the delivery is more forceful because the character needs to be more forceful. Because Luke Cage sometimes uh, has a thick skull, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Um, But, uh, yeah. That, that's kind of my memories of, of him and those roles. I know he was also a Mr. Robot, which I also watched. Uh, he's a member of the F Society folks. But that show had so many of those type of roles in it. I barely remember him from that series. Mm. Apparently, he has a series. Um, it hasn't been released yet, so I'm curious what character he's going to play in it. Um, well, I... I... Apparently, I got the name of the character Elijah, Elijah Muhammad. He's it's going to be uh, like an MLK, MLK, uh, maybe Malcolm X kind of um, series. So, according so, to Wikipedia, yeah, uh, yeah I wonder yeah. if that'll so, change because I'm sure they weren't right doing any productions as of right now because of um, oh, right, because the, of the the strike. Strike, yeah, right. yeah. Well, that and that's interesting because he definitely has a physical resemblance to elijah muhammad um mm. the uh leader of the nation of islam uh back oh in yeah yeah he so, does i'm looking at the picture yeah yeah, mm. yeah. so I, I that that casting makes complete sense to me yeah um, because he he absolutely does look like him um and i mean he's maybe slightly more gaunt but that's about it like they, they definitely could look like they're at least re- related well, the the quick blurb blurb on Wiki, uh, Wikipedia is it's the it's genius is I guess it's the series it's an American anthology period drama television series, so mm-hmm. maybe they just pick certain subjects, and um, yeah, have popular actors play. Yeah, um, yeah, like historical know, yeah. figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, that's probably what it is then. Yeah, so. um, I forgot to mention the half Nelson role, um. Again, it was one of those small, but he had the significant um, moment. Um, Half Nelson is with Ryan Gosling. And let me tell you, um, the last movie I saw Ryan Gosling in is uh, Barbie, of course. Um, So to turn around and see him as a, um, I guess, if the kids are like uh, 12 or 13, I guess, is it like junior junior high? Or is it more like a middle school kind of Mm -hmm. teacher? Mm -hmm. Um, the teacher wasn't the the bad part. It was the fact that he was addicted to uh, crack and cocaine. <laughs> um, and ev- basically, eventually, one of his students finds out that that he's using crack. Um, doesn't does at a school. I'm just like, what are you thinking, Ryan? Even if it's you know way after hours, why would you do do that? <laughs> so one of his students find him um, kind of just wigging out and help them and then they have this like 
I guess I can say weird because, you know, they're, they're a teacher and a student, but they kind of become friends because, um, you know, they, she understands what he's going through because she has family that is a drug, um, that has drug addiction. So she's familiar with it. Um, and he kind of just wants to help her because she doesn't really have a father figure, but where Ron Cephas Jones comes in is, um, is Ryan Gosling's character is strung out at a bar and he walks up to him, not realizing the situation quite yet, but he walks up to him super excited because he remembers him being his daughter's history teacher. Um, and apparently he was so influential to her that she went to college and then she also became a history major. Um, and you can tell it was obviously because of of his influence, but he was so strung out that um, he just couldn't really comprehend what he was telling him because it was kind of when he was really starting to spiral down in the movie, which again, this is a really... A uh, good movie, um, even though he, he only has a small role in it. It's just it's significant because um, his character misses that moment of a parent, you know, kind of letting him know how influential he was to his kid. And he couldn't even appreciate it because he was too strung out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and gosh, yeah, he wipes his face a lot. Uh, Ryan Gosling wipes his face a lot in the movie. <laughs> I made a note. He wipes his face. A lot. I have a little counter in the corner. How many times he wipes his face? Yeah, I was like, if I'm, I probably would watch the movie again, and I, I really do want to start a count of it just, just because I'm, I'm purely curious. But again, it kind of follows that, um, his character, you know, even if it is small, there is some kind of significance. So, um, yeah, I really liked that one, um, and it was a lot better than the movie I had watched the night before, which was sweet and low down where it's it's so minor he's like a a person in a band and he's in a car uh with sean penn and they're you know smoking weed and one of the guys in the back has a gun and it's Mm. it's just such a random part and that is it that is that's that's all he's in on on that one unfortunately um so woody allen i think missed out on that (laughs) but he wasn't the smartest of men from from what i could tell just on that one movie um, and if you have problems with that, you can fight me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing we should mention that, that I did not mention before when we brought up This Is Us is that he won two Emmy Awards for that show. And then oh, yeah. I, I believe it was so I believe it was 2018 and 2020. Correct. And then yes. the, the 2021, his daughter Jasmine also won uh an emmy for a queeby series of all things um which i had forgot that existed oh the quibby uh, yeah quibby yeah quibby, yeah yeah uh and so that was the first time a father and daughter had ever won uh right. emmy which i mean obviously you wouldn't expect that to be a, a common occurrence but um but that was i and, and i remember how happy he was that she won and i remember I I vividly remember one or two people trying to interview him to ask him about his Emmy and he just kind of deferred it right back to his daughter. Yeah. That's I I read a lot about like how much he loved his daughter. And I, that was just such a sweet thing to to constantly keep running into how proud, how absolutely proud he was of of her and, and her accomplishments as well. Just, just beaming. That's always nice. Yep. Yeah. You see, it seems like he's a, just a, a, generally nice guy in real life because yeah like all the uh, interviews i saw especially the recent ones of course was yeah he was focused on his daughter and how proud he was and happy and um i thought uh, i was trying to find it but i can't find it there was a movie they actually both uh, they were both a movie or tv series 
they were both in um, at least like one episode or something like that. But yeah, he was very, he was definitely very proud of his daughter. And yeah, that was the first time a father and daughter had won the award. Yeah. Uh, what a great experience for them. Yeah. I'm sure she misses him. Do we have anything else that we'd like to talk about in terms of Ron Cephas Jones? Um, you know, one thing I, I forgot to mention, I thought another thing I thought was interesting about This Is Us is that there's so many parallels to his real life because his uh, parents were actually uh, musicians. So they, they, there was this definitely this parallel with the, the musicians and the music and the drug use and everything. And uh, was that, um, I, I'm, you know, about, probably, I'm not sure, not Luke Cage, but like other movies, was that uh, another um, common theme, I wonder? You know, like uh, in the like Truth Be Told or any other series, I wonder if he there's also a musical connection. Hmm, that's a good question. Well, let's see. Luke Cage, <laughs> I know he was a chess guy, which did yeah, come yeah. up, if I recall right, and this is us as well, because he's playing, I believe, the Pearson's older daughter in chess. So that comes in again. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what else and i don't remember do you remember in the holiday calendar isabel what his because you know he was recently widowed i remember that part right um and i was trying to remember what his profession was before everything but i don't remember if they said or not um and i I know that they met in paris so i think he was was he in i believe Man, and I just watched this. I think he was like in the military, military. or something. Okay, because he would, but he was somehow in in Paris when he met his wife. Um. Oh, that's right. Because there was the whole thing with the advent calendar, and that's yeah, right. That's right. Okay. I just said, and and his character doesn't really have a name. It's just Gramps. I know. I love that. He's <laughs> Gramps. He's great. That 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 that. Those Christmas movie lists are hilarious to me because you can tell they're not all fleshed out characters because lots of times they don't have n- full names or it's like the mayor. Yeah, <laughs> or... the mayor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but Gramps is fitting because like even the people who are the main characters friends would call him Gramps because that's how they know him. And that's right. kind of like how it is, yeah. you know, in my own family. Um you know, my my grandma was with everybody's grandma. If they came around and they were family friends, it's like, hey, grandma, was up? yeah that makes sense that was a good one i yeah i really liked um i really liked his character in that one i mean and it's a cheesy little like like we said like kind of like a hallmark type movie but um i I just really love his character it's so wise and he's super sweet and he's just really understanding yeah and it it makes me miss miss my own grandpa that that movie is definitely like it's interesting to me because Janelle Williams mm. plays an interesting role in that movie because I now watch her on the CW show Family Law, which is a Canadian show. Which again, shocking development: a Canadian actor is in a holiday movie since like ninety <laughs> percent of them are are shot across the border. Um, but uh, she plays a very different role in that. But I that's what I 
her, Ron Jones, they elevate that movie above the standard. Oh, you're gonna get us in trouble with Big Hallmark, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> they know what no. they are. They're aware. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. very <laughs> self-aware. <laughs> and and the people watching them are aware too, but that's why they're safe. You know what's gonna happen. The, you know, the guy somehow gets the girl and they move to the small town because it's ever so perfect and leave the big city that's toxic or whatever. I know. I think there's like only like one or two movies ever in that genre where they actually they're in the big city, they stay in the big city, or they move to the big city. Everything <laughs> else that, that it fits the type, the whole the small town is better thing. Yeah, that yeah, and that doesn't happen in this one because they're already kind of in the small town right, <laughs> together. Right, right. I guess that that kind of wraps him up. Um, yeah, I think I think he was a great guy and uh he definitely will be missed and it's it's a shame that i don't think people really saw um his talent until the the mid to late you know 2000s because he was definitely right. talented read then please uh definitely if you have the chance to go see clyde's because that one that one was really solid and it just seeing him on stage um you know because of course it's a whole different it's a whole different performance than a movie. You have to really project your voice, project all of your facial expressions, and he was he was really good in that. I'm I'm bringing a thought. When was Clyde? Uh, when was that filmed? You know, or when he was in that play? It was in 2021. Oh, so that was after he had his lung uh, transplant. Yeah, too. so it was a so really big thing for him. Yeah, surprising because you would think you think an older, I mean, old person, but he was what 60s, so that's not that old i guess anymore but um having a double lung you would almost wonder if that would have affected his ability to do something like that but i guess not well because i i i knew that that happened um i can i can hear when he kind of clears his throat or um you know kind of catches his breath a little a little tiny bit but it's it's only a few times and it's only because okay. i was aware of that that i noticed it i think um otherwise yeah. it could have just been you know just a character thing yeah wow okay that's great yeah. Wow. Yeah, he he definitely will be missed. He he's uh, I think uh, there's a lot of the the old sage characters he could have played. I'm sure coming up, but um, um, we're happy for the uh, the movies, the the shows that he the, the plays that he did do because he he was definitely seemed to be a stand up guy. All right. Oh, it's time for I don't know, Carl. What are you calling it? <laughs> yes. Are you as brain dead as they are? Oh. Let's, let's so. lower all the browsers. <laughs> Let me drink a few yes. more beers and then I will be. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is how the game works. Uh, I have 10 facts about a um, deceased celebrity. Um, and we will go in order. Uh, and I will... Ask Kristen, I will give the fact. Kristen and Isabel will have a chance to guess who the person is. Um, and then whoever guesses who the person is first, uh, you know, is the winner. Nothing crazy or anything like that. Um, but obviously, I want to trip, Chris? a I want a trip to a Europe, correct? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> all expenses paid to Paris, <laughs> France. Yeah, Paris, Texas, maybe. I don't. I don't know about Paris, France. Oh boy. Uh, but not in so, the seat. Yeah. Oh, God no. Yikes. 
Um, obviously, the facts will be we'll start off with some stuff that's going to be I don't know if obscure is really the right word, but, you know, potentially harder to get it. And then obviously, once we get if we if we need to go as far down, it'll become hopefully it'll become obvious by the time we get to 10. If it doesn't, if 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 I stump you at that point, the truck <laughs> is not the, not the idea, then uh, then we then uh, I have to reevaluate things. All right, um, so um, we're going to do this. We're going to uh, go on and off every question as to who gets to guess first. Um, mm -hmm. So in order uh, to start, let me go look at my screen. Who is on top? Okay, Isabel's on top. Um. I will start with Isabel. Um, that means, Isabel, after I read the first factoid, you're the first person to guess. Then for the second one, Chris, you're the first person to guess, and so on. Gotcha. Does that make sense, everybody? Definitely. Got it. Oh, yeah. By the way, people, we can see each other while we're recording this. Just, you know, I know you're shocked by that. <laughs> but you at home listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So. The first uh, fact is this person was born in New York City, New York on December 8th, 1925. Isabel, do you have a guess? Oh, man, I I do not. <laughs> All right. Chris, do you have a guess? No idea, but I'll start Robert Redford just for the hell of it. Uh, that is that is incorrect. <laughs> also, I believe Robert Redford is still alive. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that also. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Oops. All right. So, um, all right. So let's go to number two. Their parents were both stage performers. Chris. Um, Red Fox. That is incorrect. I'm just throwing out names. Oh, so I know. You know. I know. Hey. <laughs> Isabel. Isabel is thinking very intently. Yes, I am. Is she Googling? Are you Googling? Look <laughs> oh, at the reflection in her glasses. I know. No, I was writing it down. I have like 1925, December 8th. I'm, I'm keeping track of, uh, uh, of, of it. That's the smart thing to do. Any guesses? No, I don't. Okay. I, <laughs> I, like, I would. I'm like, we're, we're, I was like, man, that's really throwing it back. Yep. So, so, and I would argue with the first two, I don't know anyone who could have gotten it on the first two. I mean, those are, those are very, you know what I mean? Generic yeah. kind of facts and that type of stuff. So now we're going to start at least getting to stuff that maybe, maybe start to be a little more helpful. Um, but uh, that was good, Chris. You picked someone who was dead this time, so that's good. <laughs> yes. I get a sticker. All right. The third factoid. The deceased was an avid photographer and gun owner, along with being an actor, singer, dancer, comic, host, director, and TV producer. Wow. Oh, this person does it all. Yeah, that is a lot of titles. Oh, boy. Uh. 
I'm guessing it's going to be a dude since it's the 20s. And Yeah, that's you know, what I was thinking. I'm like, it has to be a man. Listen, yeah. I was going to throw out John Wayne just because I heard guns. So there's my All guess. Right. <laughs> All right. So Isabel is guessing John Wayne. Chris, who are you guessing? I am guessing. Uh, who am I guessing? Uh, how about let me see, 25, 25. Who would have been? Oh, man. Um. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm okay. guessing nobody. All right, all right. John Wayne was was not the person. But, I didn't uh, think so, but hey, it was again <laughs> still dead, so that's good. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, number four, The Departed was a Tony and Golden Globe nominee as well as an Emmy Award winner. So they were in the departed. <laughs> right. That's a, that was my first thought. I was like, now I gotta start remembering everybody who's oldest in that movie. Okay, I think whose whose turn was it? Was it, it yeah, yeah Chris, Chris's Chris, turn. Chris Chris starts this time. <laughs> ah, geez Louise. Yeah, I still have no idea. I'm trying to think of just a random name to throw out there, and I'm not coming up with anything. Um, how right. about uh Ronald Reagan? All right. Isabel. Uh how about uh I'm going with someone older who's in that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was in it. Was it Jack Nich- Nicholson? Wasn't he in that? Jack Nicholson. Okay, well, oh. I wasn't talking. I wasn't talking about the movie The Departed. I was oh. talking about the person was The Departed. The Departed. Oh well, see, <laughs> yeah. listen, you mentioned Departed. That's all I put that. <laughs> that's all like you heard. Did, yeah. did it? Did I'm shipping up to Boston just start playing? Yes, in your, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I've only seen the movie once, and now it scarred me. So. That's why I was Jack like, Nicholson is, Jack is Nicholson? alive. He's alive. Yeah, yeah it is. Jack he's, he's also alive. alive. Listen, I was so like, I'm not the only one. People. Yeah, you're right. My bad. He, he's an older. Uh, he's an older one. My bad. I apologize, Jack Nicholson. Don't hurt me. <laughs> All right. This, this might help you because now, 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 maybe, maybe the dead part will sink in a little more. Yeah. They probably. died in the year 1990. Well, of course I don't know him. That's the year <laughs> I was born. No wonder. Before my time. Oh man. I'm I'm gonna go really random. Uh yeah, because it's my turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's go. Uh <laughs> uh I always say Gene Kelly is a woman, isn't it? No. No, Gene it's Kelly not. is not it's a, a man. Okay. That I was like I always the, the get them confused. Yes, Gene the, the, Kelly. Yes. Okay. I was thinking they're in a lot of things, but I can't think of the TV stuff either. And that's okay. what's really stumping me. All right. Chris? It's, it's wrong. Yeah, uh, I still have no idea. I'm trying to think of an old character, old, old actor. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, how about Michael Landon? Isn't that the guy, the angel dude? Yes, yes. Yeah. From Little House on the Prairie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, both those people are deceased, but uh, they are not the answer. <laughs> I didn't think he was. I'm just trying to at least think of somebody who's dead. <laughs> well, just think all right. Dead people. Terrible. So, so we're now on to number six. All right. And this is where I would argue we're starting to get to the point where hopefully there'll you'll start to you'll start to maybe guess who maybe. the person is. Uh, maybe. Probably well, not me. You're putting way too much faith in me. Gap. <laughs> yes. All right. This decedent converted to Judaism in their 30s. Oh. It's my guess, right? I believe so. Yes. I believe. Yes. You said Judaism, right? Correct. Uh, 
I still have no idea. How about um oh Carol Counter? All right. <clears throat> Isabel. No, I, I I don't have any. <laughs> okay. I, I, I just I want to mention like, I am impressed that you all you all like your your the at least the ones that are actually dead kind of <laughs> have fit in with things. Like Jack Nicholson is like, oh sorry, <laughs> yeah, this is departed, yeah. sorry. Um was Zach it? Efron. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Factoid number seven. This individual played the role of Morris Fenderbaum in Cannonball Run and Cannonball Run 2. Oh, what? My. What? Oh, Isabel. What? We, we, we are going oh, I feel no. like we're, we're going to need to have a, a watch party here, Chris. Oh, my God. We're going to have to have like a like a uh, <laughs> like a spinoff here. Of like what movies haven't you seen? Oh, so many. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot. So you said that was Cannonball Run and two. Can Cannonball Run two. Yes. Never, never even heard of those things. All right, Chris. Burt Reynolds. That is incorrect. Oh, damn! However, Burt Reynolds certainly was in Cannonball Run. Yes. All right. So the next factoid: um, they starred in the original Ocean's Eleven. Oh, son of a biscuit muncher, mother fudger. I should know this one. <laughs> and by original, I mean yeah. 1960. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Have not seen it. I heard, I oh, heard a podcast a great, on it's it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, so so he's in the rap pack? Is it mine or whose turn is it? Uh, I believe it is your Isabel. Wait, yeah. hold on. Who started last time? I don't remember. I, I, I think I was a cannonball run person, so right, I think right, it's right. your turn. So, yeah, so mine. Yeah. Uh geez, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh someone's coming to mind, but I can't oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Shoot. Oh, it's the tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. What the heck was it? Um Dean Martin? That is incorrect. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. <laughs> I should have waited because you were first, weren't you, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not Isabel. Isabel, it's to you. Yeah. So all I know about Ocean's Eleven is that it kind of had like, this is like the Rat Pack was mostly kind of in it. Yeah. So that's that's about all I have to go on. Uh, I don't even know if he was in that one, so I'm just gonna guess for Frank Sinatra. That is incorrect. Okay. So I only feel good about that only because I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So the next one, we are to number nine. So there's only two more left. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and and number ten, I don't think it's going to be very helpful now. <laughs> uh, so. This, this might be it right here. <laughs> they guest starred on a number of daytime and primetime TV shows from the 1950s through the 1980s. Their, arguably, their most famous moment was as a, as a guest star was when they kissed the character Archie Bunker. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. All right. Isabel, it is to you. 
even know who Archie Punker is, guys. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> hey, hey, Carl, we're old. That's uh, that's what it <laughs> yes, comes yeah, down that, to. That, we're old. We're showing it. our ages here. Yes, yes. Is it, don't don't worry. In future episodes, I'm sure Isabel's going to throw stuff out, and I'm like, "What is that?" Right? And she's like, "You know, something that's come out in the last ten years." <laughs> I don't know. I'm still out. Uh, uh, I don't know right. about that. <laughs> All right. Any guesses? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Archie Punker. Oh, the name is so familiar because I'm sure my mother mentioned show. him, but yes. I don't. I don't yes. know it. Pro- probably the most famous racist on television. Right. Yeah. Up until I lo- a certain point. I love the show, but yeah, but we're watching it like in what is it? The whatever the not not uh, the. Not the Hallmark Channel, but whatever shows the old shows, and we were watching it the other day, and my wife was like, "I hate this show," and it's like, "Oh, I love this show because, yeah, the racism and the annoying voice of Edith, but whatever." Right? Yeah. <laughs> so the character or the person kissed Archie, Archie Bunker is what you said. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they don't have men. Is Archie a, a man? Yes. I don't think they had two men kissing each other. So now I'm going back. Now, now it's it's a woman. Is definitely. You already had your guess, right? It's my turn. <laughs> yeah, my guess was nothing. Yeah, I couldn't figure anything out. So if anything, I'm helping Chris, you. Chris is like ready to go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know it. I'm pretty sure. Sammy Davis Jr. That is correct. Yes. You're up here. I come. Sammy Davis Jr. Oh no. Oh no. You don't know who that is. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh, I can no. Google now, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Jesus. And, and and yes, he is a member of the Rat Pack. Yes, that he was is. that was gonna be that was gonna be the tenth one uh that they're that, member. That Ocean's Eleven is a shameless plug for my website, I guess. But you know, that's my favorite after credit scene is Ocean's Eleven. I don't know if you watched the original, watch those credits because it's kind of it's kind of kind of cute. I like it. It's all right. Yeah. I will I will have to I mean, I feel like I watched the movie when I was a kid and I thought about watching it when the new version came out. Yeah. You know, the Brad Pitt, George Clooney gang it's, one. Uh it's it's a good movie, and that the credit scene is, is pretty clever. I like it. Yeah, Sammy so, Davis, yeah, Sammy Davis Jr. has a nice little look. Yeah, nice. Okay, yeah. So this is starting to be a little more familiar, but I still couldn't just be like, yeah, I know exactly who this is. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah no. See, that's no. why it was funny with Archie Bunker because he he's African American and he yes. kisses a racist, right? Yes. So it's a big. You know, yes. shock moment on TV, right? Yes. So, uh, what was I going to say? Um, so, okay. So, what we've learned here is <laughs> that we need to get Isabel to watch the Cannonball Run movies. Yes. <laughs> and, and by the way, Isabel, the Cannonball Run movies are actually based on an actual car race. Yes, it, it still goes I, on to this day. Yes. 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 It, it the car race does not exactly exist in the way it is in the movies. But... <laughs> <Right>. Of course. <laughs> Apparently, they have to drive the speed limit. They're tied. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. And there aren't orangutans or other type of things, driving Flo- cars. And- floating cars. Yeah. 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 Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So, Sammy Davis Jr., member of the Rat Pack, along with Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Joey Bishop, Peter Lawford, that crew. Joey Bishop. That yeah. was the name I was thinking of. Yep. 
Um, no, so I'm yeah, make so my mom listen to this episode so she can be absolutely ashamed of me. So she'll probably hear all of these and she'll be like, oh, I know who that is. And uh, I'll be like, you didn't teach me. Why didn't you teach me? You failed as a mother. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, so as, as a child, like Sammy Davis Jr. was always like, I felt like on TV, like he was guest starring in a lot of stuff, oh, variety of shows. He, he directed and produced some variety stuff. Um, and also I believe, um, uh, you know, and, and the other thing is he was involved with, with, uh, some activism type of stuff. Um, and, uh, there's a bunch of different, I, we could go the, the historical stuff with Sammy just is we'd be here forever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yes, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, is the, uh, is the person is right. the you know the thing that always comes to mind when i hear sammy, sammy davis jr is glass eye because wasn't wasn't that even like an like a show or something where like that was even like a took center stage that was mentioned because he did have a glass eye in real life right i'm not sure i'm pretty sure he did. i'm not i'm, I'm googling now here. of course we're googling right now he lost an eye in a car accident yeah. on november yeah. 19th in 1954 yeah. Yeah, that was like, seven facts about him. It was like uh, I think it was like in a TV show somewhere where it was like he made a note of it or it was mentioned or something like that. I, I can't remember the specifics because it was probably you know thirty years ago now, forty years ago. But yeah, yeah, and I mean the, the the most impressive part about him to me is like he could do everything. I mean, remember when I listed all the stuff you know, yeah singer, that was dancer actor comedian film producer tv director i mean he did everything and the other thing is you got to remember so he was born in 25 he began his career when vaudeville was still around right wow um and so which I, again like like i know growing up a lot of the comedian the older comedian types that started in vaudeville were still around you know what i mean i mean heck sid caesar was around right. and bob you know uh, I think Eddie Cantor, I think, started um, doing that type of stuff, even though he's more of a singer. But there's just a lot of people that got their start in vaudeville and that type of thing. Um, but but yeah, but and he dealt with a lot of racism. Um, yeah, I bet. Uh, in the fit in the 50s and 60s. Um, I don't know. Historically, like I've never read the history of this, but at least it was rumored that he was supposed to sing at Kennedy's inauguration. And then apparently right around that same time, he married his first wife who was white and he got disinvited. Um, And uh, and, yeah, yeah. Well, and then there's the other interesting part that he backed Richard Nixon. um, Oh, and then Nixon didn't do some of the civil rights things that he claimed he was going to do. And uh, so Mr. Jr. eventually um, said that that was one of the the mistakes that he made in his life Mm -hmm. was backing nixon um but uh you know uh and i believe when he first started playing vegas he couldn't stay in the hotels that he was actually performing in i, I might oh, be geez. wrong about that but there was definitely definitely that las vegas still accurate. had some yeah, yeah yeah right that just sounds right yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's amazing given yeah that he was so accomplished uh given you know his skin color of course back then you know it's yep. if you were african-american you were you didn't have the the chances and it's amazing he was able to overcome that and do what he did 
Yeah, and and he lost out probably on some TV opportunities and oh, some other sure. stuff oh, for sure. in the yeah. 50s and early 60s that he probably, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was so talented later. they couldn't deny him though. Is is the thing well, is that right. people yep. still still like yep. him. And 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 I think being in the rat pack certainly helped, I think. Yeah. Um and his time, you know what I mean? Um uh, if I recall, he also was friendly with Elvis because they played, you know, at that point, Elvis, when Sammy was playing Vegas in the 60s, I think Elvis was already in Vegas playing, you know, in one of the hotels. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think they overlap there. Um, so. Well, yeah, you have a friends up high, right? With the right, chairman right. of the it, board it, and stuff. Yes. You know, you yeah, yeah. When Frank Sinatra, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's, it, it's harder to. It's 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 harder to deny people a little bit when you've got allies like that. So that's true, very true. Um, but in any case, uh, that's that's uh, that's the person for this week's game. All right. Well, you know, maybe well, next time. Um, I'm I'm not saying you have to get someone current, but <laughs> I was only 20 days old when this man died, so uh, I, I really didn't stand too much of a chance. <laughs> So what? So what you're saying is next time I need to do Kurt Cobain? Is that what you're saying? I or probably wouldn't know a lot even... about Kurt Cobain either, but <laughs> oh, but you know, it's a little, it's a little bit more over. I guess it's just I, I do know. Um, well, I mean, I knew I know Frank Sinatra. I don't know when he was born or anything like that, but it's I'm more no extra popular old, you know, older people. I guess I should Got say it. when it comes to that. Got it. Well, I will. Uh, we'll we'll see. Also, also the other problem there too is, as you said, the year he died. Not just that he was older, but obviously he died in ninety. So, so I wasn't ex- yeah fully exposed exposed to that. But I do know the name, and then looking at him, I've I've seen the face before. But it's yeah, it wasn't. It would have never have been enough for me to to have guessed who it was. <laughs> I still had what? fun though. That was really fun. I like that. <laughs> what was your tenth question? I'm curious. Uh, oh they yeah. Were, Oh yeah, the tenth factoid was they remember the Rat Pack. Oh, <laughs> oh which okay. yeah, well, so, we kind of which, figured which out you guys Ocean's had already 11. guessed. That was already yeah, established. Yeah, which yeah, Ocean's yeah. Eleven basically tells you. So yep, yep. yeah, I, I could have, I, I, I maybe could have changed the order again a little bit. I think I changed it slightly because I, I, I did test this game on someone. Um, uh, thank you to my lovely wife, um, who yeah, decided and... to be the guinea pig. Um, I didn't since I've never seen Ocean the original Ocean's Eleven. I just so happened to listen to a podcast where they pitted uh, the original Ocean's Eleven against the uh, new Ocean's Eleven, and so that's that was really the only reason I even learned anything about it. Um, and so that's the only reason I was like, oh, I, I believe that this person is a re- member of the Rat Pack, and that's all I got. <laughs> that, You'd be surprised. Hey, yeah, that narrows it down. <laughs> all right significantly uh, yeah significantly so. yeah <laughs> so many movies are remakes it's surprising oceans 11 what oh yeah, yeah. the uh what was the other one um the uh lady ladybirds lady whatever what the ten, uh, lady killers lady killers lady killers yeah, yeah that one there was alex guinness was in the original oh alex and yeah. yeah so many of them like the originals are in my opinion better than the new ones but you know you got the yeah. thomas crown affair <clears throat> yeah yeah or the, the, which both Putnam. versions of that are pretty good i think does anyone have anything else no that's great um, yeah i think we're good all right 
Well, thank you all for joining us uh, on our inaugural installment of Hersing Around. We'll be back soon to eulogize another celebrity's body of work. Hersing Around is created, edited, and produced by Jason Soto. You can subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Audible, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Also, check out rabbitholepodcast.com to find other great podcasts on our network. Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcast.com.